Hey, and welcome to the Board Game Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Nick Angers. This is episode 14. Last time, I told you a little bit about how to get free money from the government to buy games and host game events. Uh, continuing in that vein, I'm talking about more free stuff. This time, I'd like to share a bit of my experience getting free copies of games from publishers. Now, if you're doing board game events, then this is actually a great opportunity to get free stuff because uh, a lot of publishers will have demo copies of games ready for you. And if you're going to be uh, demoing them to people at your regular events or having a special event to demo games, then there's actually a pretty good likelihood that you'll be able to get uh, a copy of some games, often brand new. Uh, going to conventions is also a great way uh, because especially if it's a local convention for you, like we have Shucks here in Vancouver. So uh, if I go to talk to some of the publishers, they might be willing to part with their demo copy of their game uh, if I'm going to be demoing it. And that way they have less stuff to carry back, right? So uh, it's worth it just to build up your events. And then once you show that you have regular events, then publishers will be more willing to give you copies of games like that. The past year, uh, I've gotten way more free games from publishers than I have bought games by far, uh, just because I've been doing the events. And a lot of them will give them to you based on trust. So they have no idea if you're actually going to follow through on your promise. But if you can and you can show that you're actually demoing them, then that builds up your credibility and you're more likely to get free games. So if you're like me and you like hosting events, then it's actually quite easy to get copies of games from publishers. Of course, there are lots of different ways that you can be a board game entrepreneur, not just doing events. So let's talk about a couple of those. Uh, reviews are probably the most popular. Doing board game reviews, nowadays there are lots of people who do these. And I think one of the main incentives is that you get free games. So especially once you've made a name for yourself, publishers will actually approach you and say, hey, could you review this game? And uh, it'll just show up on your door. So you get lots of games like that. Of course, once you have games that you're playing to review, it's a little bit different than just playing for fun because you have to prioritize those. Uh, and even if you don't like it, you have to play it several times just to learn the ins and outs of it. Um, but it is a perk that comes with that kind of business model. Uh, there are lots of more mm, less sought after avenues of getting games. For example, I have one friend who is really into cooking and he makes uh, edible games of version of edible game versions of games uh, and also um, feasts based on the themes of games and then shows those on Instagram and they look amazing. People love them. They share them. So that's one thing that publishers might be interested in if they have a game going to Kickstarter or if they're just releasing a new game and they want to get some more hype about it spread out, then they could contact someone like him who is not just your average, you know, here's a demo of, of me playing the game or here's photos of the games, something different that catches people's attention. So I think... In the not-so-distant future, uh, he's going to be getting a lot of publishers who are interested in, in sending him games so that they can show off like that. Also, more 
classic games, ones that have been around for a few years that publishers want to continue to promote. They might be interested in something like that, where um, a much-loved game, you know, it's hard to steal the, the spotlight from all the new games that are coming out, but any kind of ongoing love like that, uh, they might be interested in doing. So uh, he can pretty easily get review copies of games for doing something like that, uh, even though he might not need it for the, um, the photos. Uh, I think he's doing videos now too. He, he might not need it for those, but the publisher might send it just as a, a thank you. So those copies of games are quite readily available, and it's really not that hard. So uh, if you love games and you want to do some kind of business related to games, then uh, that's definitely one incentive to do it. Also, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, doing games for play-to-win at conventions. So 2019 was the first year that I had this experience of running a play-to-win. So if you're not familiar, what a play-to-win is, is like a, a contest to win a copy of a game just by playing it. So these are great for conventions. Uh, originally, I had th thought of doing it something like this. So the publisher gives me a copy of the game, and then I run demos of it at my regular events. And then after a month or three months or whatever uh, of collecting people's names, so I draw one, and then that person would get a copy of the game. Uh, I just found that it just wasn't exciting enough to keep pulling the same game out at all my events over and over again. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this at a convention and have it set up over the weekend and just get tons and tons of plays in. Uh, collect the information from people, and then and then choose someone at the end of the weekend. And that way it's all condensed, so I can really focus on it that way. So what I did was, this is at Fan Expo Vancouver 2019, and this isn't a board game convention. This is actually uh, one of those uh, fan, like popular culture fan cosplay conventions. Uh, however, this year was the first one that they decided to have a tabletop game section. Uh, so they approached me and they asked if I wanted to help out with that. I said, yes, absolutely. So I set the whole weekend aside. It was three days, actually, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's all I did the whole weekend was run games, and it was great. So I approached just a few publishers. Uh, I was just testing the waters, so I didn't want to be too spammy. Uh, and I approached... Uh, so Vigor Games gave me a copy of Growl. I was a Kickstarter backer, so I already had my own copy. And uh, I met Joey Vigor at Shucks, and I told him that I was planning to run uh, a play and win. He gave me a brand new copy, and that was awesome. And also I approached Stonemeyer Games, because I know Stonemeyer Games really supports this kind of play and win system uh, as a way of marketing their games. Uh, it's actually a win-win situation because for publishers, it's quite easy just to send out a copy of the game uh, and then they don't have to send a person, you know, um, it's at their own uh, cost of the game, so it, it's going to be less than the, the retail value, of course. And over the weekend, hopefully dozens, if not more people are going to be uh, playing the game, right? So it's great to, to get the word around. Also, you want to try before you buy, right? So someone might have heard of the game. They don't know if they like it. They can play it at a convention. Uh, 
uh, and maybe win, and they'll be really happy. Or if they don't win it, then they can go out and buy it. At least they already know how to play it. So it's, it's actually a really good system for publishers. And in that regard, it's not too hard to get publishers to, to send me games. So uh, Stillmare Games created this online form. It's just like a Google Sheet. And you put in the name of your event coming up. Uh, and then all your contact info and everything. And you want to do this at least a few months in advance. So uh, I think, as a rule of thumb, Jamie's... Stigmeyer looks at it two months in advance, so you want to have your info up before then. I got mine in just in time, and uh, he sent me a copy of three different games. So My Little Scythe, uh, and then Tapestry, and Between Two Castles. And I already had a copy of My Little Scythe, but not the other two. So what I did was, uh, I thought it was much more exciting to have the prize copy still in shrink. A, a way that some conventions do it, and there's nothing wrong with this, it's, it's much easier, of course, is to have lots and lots of games, uh, like Fan Expo in, in Toronto, I've heard had, has like 50 games, and then the, um, the copy that's there, uh, you, you basically have to learn on your own, you play it, and then you fill out the ballot yourself, put it in a box, and at the end, uh, someone draws a name from each of the boxes and gives out the um, demo copy. So there's nothing left over. That works, but that's not the way I wanted to do it. So I wanted to have a much more focused approach. So I just had the four games, and I had them going uh, on their own tables. And then I was there the whole time. I'd usually have at least one volunteer with me to help teach the games. Uh, it's a great volunteer opportunity. So uh, I work at a high school, and they're always looking for volunteer hours because they need them to graduate. So this was like a really fun way. I get to teach board games for a whole day or whatever. And then I was in the same section with the Shucks organizers. So uh, they had people teaching their games and then I was teaching my games. So if I ever had to step out to grab something to eat, then they could watch my tables. They knew all the games by this point. Uh, so they were a super big help in that regard. And uh, this way I got to collect uh, really detailed data from all the people who played the games, right? So uh, I could teach all the games, make sure they knew what they were doing, make sure they were having fun, uh, recommend a game that might be good for them. So uh, I managed it quite closely. And then I had a separate box for each game. I had the people write out their name, just first name is fine, and phone number. Uh, and then I wrote the name of the game on it just in case they, they got placed in the wrong box. And uh, yeah, I made a little little box for each one with the name of the game on it. Uh, and then I had some some simple signage, you know, play and win for people walking by. They didn't really expect to have this kind of thing at a, a fan expo. So it was kind of just like a, a place where people could come sit down and do something. And we did have some board game fans who came in. Uh, so anyway, what I did was for the games that I didn't already own, I bought a copy uh for my own collection and use that as the demo copy okay if i already had a copy of the game like uh growl was the game from bigger games i don't think i mentioned that uh and then my little side i already had a copy so for those ones i just used my own copy the other ones i bought my own copy and then at the end of the weekend i, I was able to give the ones in shrink to all the winners so i would contact them right at the end of the event so i set like a time limit there was a few hours before the end of the expo 
where I would start contacting the winners. And if I got a hold of them right away and they're still at the expo, great. I can just hand it off to them. I think I did one that way. The rest, uh, it took me about a week to get a hold of everybody uh, through text and to deliver the games. So uh, three games a week uh, is not bad. Now, if I had 50 games, then I probably wouldn't have been able to do it myself. I'd probably have to arrange some kind of pickup. Uh, you know, maybe like a retail store would be a good choice for that. And come pick up your game whenever you want. Uh, but I did have one winner who was in Victoria, which is quite far from Vancouver. So uh, I actually shipped his copy out to him. Um, and I, I think he actually paid for the shipping. Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, for that one, I hadn't bought the in-shrink copy. So I ordered it on Board Game Bliss and had it sent directly to him. There was no shipping cost for that. So that worked out perfect. So that's a bit of my experience about Fan Expo uh, and doing a plane win. I think it was a lot of fun, and uh, I hope that, well, 2020 it didn't take place, but 2021, uh, if they have that section again and they invite me back again, uh, I think I'll be even more organized and it'll go even more, more smoothly and I can get more games. Uh, so in this case, I, I got free copies of the games, but I gave them away. Uh, if you're looking to, to keep copies of games, then probably demoing is the way to go you know, reviews, or find something that you can do yourself on YouTube or Instagram. Uh, even like rules videos, publishers will send you copies of games for, for that. There's lots of ways to do it, um, but it's actually not as hard as, as you might think. You don't have to twist their arm. Uh, oh, and one last way that I've gotten free games is by doing my uh, design jams. So uh, I did what I call the mix and mash, where you take two games and mash them up. And for one, I have a featured game, and the publisher of that game will uh, often always, yeah, will always send me at least one copy of the game, uh, brand new, to, to, to combine, to give to them, the players to combine with other games. Uh, and in the case of, I did Rock, Paper, Wizard, it was a smaller game, so they actually sent me a whole case of it, 10 copies. So I was able to give away some of those in shrink as door prizes. All right, that's it for today. And next time, how to get people to come to events. That's one big challenge as an event organizer. You know, you know I have an event and now I need people to come. So uh, I'll talk a bit about my experience on that next one. And thanks so much for listening. Happy gaming. <laughs>